Welcome to this week's Increment of Comics. I'm Alex Eschbeck. And I'm Pornstar Jones. Well, uh... I'm changing my name. It's a it's a new, bold strategy. Uh, I am no longer Matt Golden. I am now Pornstar Jones. What's the strategy? It's, uh... I got a lot of inertia behind it, so don't question it and just let me live my life, okay? It's like when Homer Simpson changed his name to Max Power. Yeah, exactly. His life completely changed for the better. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just uh, learned what the word inertia means. Uh, in se- I learned it in like second grade, um, but I want to say I rediscovered it when I said it 30 seconds ago, so I'm not going to stop saying it because it's the greatest word. I'm glad your word of the day calendar is really paying off for you. Yeah, um, I spent a whole uh, $3 on it, so it, I needed to say it at least one time. Well, this week, hopefully, we'll use our vocabulary a little bit more, not quite to that level, but we're going to be talking about Titans this week. Oh, I watched Tight Ones. Uh, the DC porn parody, and I think I'm probably actually going to be okay on this one. I mean, it's probably just as dark. It was very violent, yeah, <laughs> very brutal, very bloody, uh, oddly enough. So I know going into Titans, at least when we saw the trailer from Comic-Con, you and I had very different reactions. You really liked the trailer. And I did. I thought it was just more just dark bullshit from DC, and I was tired of that tone. Yeah, that's uh, kind of a, an interesting thing to happen for you to not like something and me to like it. So that was very interesting, and I was I'm so excited to hear your opinions because yeah. we haven't we didn't prep for this. We're not professionals. Um, I actually take all of the pay for our podcast. Mm-hmm. Alex uh, doesn't know that we make money off of it. So I consider myself a professional and he an amateur. I'm just very bad with numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I actually make Alex pay me to do this podcast. It's it's, it's a fair system, right, yeah. guys? Yeah, I, I make uh, 25 grand a year off of Alex in this <laughs> podcast. He just is really lonely. Okay, well, speaking of being lonely, Dick Grayson also seems very lonely being away from Bruce Wayne. He is struck out uh, from Gotham on his own and is now a detective in Detroit. Uh, yeah. Okay. What do you think about his occupation as a detective in Detroit? Uh, I wish it had been a like fictional DC city, uh, but it, it is what it is. Detective just makes sense. I mean, so the issue that you take with it is not the fact that he is a 23, 24 we don't know year old. How old he is. I, I, I think this is like a 27, like 28 year old Dick Grayson. He, okay. Even still, the, the, I the do actor not trust- bring the thought that plays him kind of has like that youngish baby face. I do not. Why? Okay. Why are there so many white people in the Detroit police precinct? (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be fair, the precinct only looked like it was like a one by one building. It was a very small precinct. Now, Uh, on the outside, it looked massive. On the inside, it looked very small. Yeah. Uh, They are actually subletting that. It's actually a reverse TARDIS. It's it's actually a Starbucks everywhere else (laughs) but that police precinct. Um, but I'm fine with him being a detective. It obviously draws parallels to Batman, who is the world's greatest detective, him or Detective Chimp. Uh, <laughs> I Or the I, question. I don't hate it, but it seems so weird to have him so young and being a actual detective in a major city. But I actually, but it did who, seem cutting his teeth because like, he's from Gotham. So it's like if, if you're going to be a detective anywhere and survive, 
Like that's the harshest city to be a detective in. They even mentioned the go the Joker too directly. Why do I feel like he was never a Gotham cop and he just got a well, sweet no, recommendation from? Yeah, he probably just went to the back computer. Seaman uh, Gordon. Yeah, did a fake resume and got his job hired in. He probably deleted all the other resumes from the competition. Uh, probably something like that. He seems like a real cheater, scumbag kind of kind of type. I bet he's a dirty cop. <laughs> But this Robin is very dark and moody and angsty. Uh, He's even got an, a very attractive a uh, blonde partner who he just totally blows off. Yeah, and they said because he had problems with his last partner in Gotham, which again is another allusion to Batman. Uh, oh. <laughs> but one of the, the other main lead in this pilot, there's really there's three, but uh, is Raven, who we see, who's much younger than Robin. Uh, to probably like 15, 16, would you say, around that age? Yep. Uh, and she's with her mother in Traverse City in Michigan. And uh, she's raving in the sense that she's very pale, very goth-like, and has purple highlights in her hair. Also played by Raven Simone, so just <laughs> checks literally all the boxes. Uh, but it's kind of, we do get like this creepy opening with her. Uh, as we see her perhaps develop, developing and her mom comes in to calm her down and then we see her mom exit the room and there's all these crosses all over the wall and one's up and she turns right side up. I thought that was a really nice visual and a nice uh, hint to the fact that spoilers for Titans and spoilers for uh, character's nice. origins. Uh, you, you got it pretty early this time. I'm proud of you, bud. That Raven is uh, the daughter of a demon. Uh, so obviously a Satan child. Which is cool. Which more children should be Satan children, if you ask me. Yeah. Not enough are Satan yeah. children. Let's bring back the satanic panic of the 80s. Oh, that's such a good phrase, the satanic panic. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that's a that's a good band name. You um, want to start a band and call it the satanic panic? So I'm just going to, I mean. <laughs> you're just going to blow, blow past yeah. that question. I am I'm a professional journalist <laughs> doing real journalism right now. Alex actually does get paid to do um kind of journalism. Pseudo journalism. Yeah, I would say pseudo journalism. Yeah, ooh, I love that. That's what we say in the business. Ooh, dang. And um, you even call it the business? I didn't yeah. know that people in the journalism yeah, business. Yeah, that's that's how you know maintain a little professionality, <sighs> which I which I don't think is a word. Such maybe. a fucking rock star over here. Anyway, uh, I really thought that Raven would have been at home just cranking Evanescence the entire time or early Lincoln Park. Wake me up inside. Yeah, exactly. Except not that. That was an original thing by Matt, who is not is a satire. You can't sue us. Um, <laughs> you can. I mean, good luck. Um, Alex has a house, so you can get that from him. Anyway, uh, but what do you think of this opening scene with Raven? Uh, it was good. That's my thoughts. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to go. I was bought in immediately on this whole thing. I, I love that she could, she was kind of psychic. Uh, I love that she's a demon. Uh, I don't like that. She's like 15 years old, but it was cool to like, she wasn't like shitty to her mom or anything. Like she actually cared about her mom too. Yeah. Which I hated that. Like, why aren't you just shitty to your mom? (laughs) You're a 15 year old kid. You should hate that woman. You should call her a bitch yeah, at every some opportunity. Some goth you are. You would yeah. never work at Hot Topic. You got purple hair and you're not calling your mom like by her first name yeah. and calling her a cunt <laughs> every other word? Like, what's wrong with you? Listen here, Janet. <laughs> We're out of milk. Janet, the milk. Which, by the way, uh, apparently in Detroit, they still have people delivering milk. Uh, that's Traverse City in Michigan. 
Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you're right. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Well, you took me out of my story and I'm done. I'm not going to answer any <laughs> good, more of your questions. Good. I'm just going to um, sit here and look cute and pout the rest of the show. So I'll just say it right here. This was a lot better than I thought it was going to be like right from the get go. Like even though it was the dark gritty tone that I'm tired of in the DC universe, it was just so well done that I really bought in. Yeah. Uh, you couldn't help but buy into this. It was just straight up good. And as much as I actually did want to hate it because it's dark and it's DC and I actually watched it on my phone today and I didn't realize that I had my brightness settings turned all the way down. So I was like, <laughs> man, this show's so dark, literally and figuratively. I did like that too, that we get some small bit of technology and gadget play with Robin. He hasn't completely abandoned uh, his roots uh, as a crime fighter with a big budget because he keeps his suit in a briefcase. Uh, that takes his eyes to scan it and his fingerprints to open the case as well, too. So I thought it was a nice touch. Just a little bit of technology. Did nothing to like break the bank or anything. Uh, I thought that was lame because anybody could steal his eyes and cut off his fingers. What an idiot. No, I like that, too. That was cool. Yeah. Um, and we see him basically doing the classic vigilante thing when he's tailing a criminal whenever he's off the clock as a detective. Yeah. Uh, get some sleep, dude. You're busting yeah. your hump all day long. <laughs> In the finest city in the world, Detroit. Uh, but that also shows you that he doesn't think that being a detective is effective when it comes to fighting crime, or at least not effective enough. And Matt is right. He could have just spent some time with Jack White instead, staring at him <laughs> through the rooftops, but instead he decides to fight criminals. Yep, for some reason. Uh, what did you take on the... What was your take on the fight scene, uh, the first fight scene with Robin? We see Robin jump down through an alley and fight a crap ton of gangsters, and he just... Like eight or nine, he just beats the crap out of them, and like Every violently, like, like you hear, you hear bones getting broken, you see joints snapped out of place, blood flies everywhere, and he walks away unscathed. Yeah, well, you left out the coolest, grittiest one that made me like wince because it was so. I don't want that to happen to me, but he busts this guy's window, the one trying to get away, the one he's after. Yeah, that was messed up. Yeah, he busts the window, and then he slams the guy's face on the glass shards on the window and drags his face across it kind of like punisher in the netflix show uh a little less extreme but still yeah. got the job done got the point across that kind of like i wouldn't like that because that to me is not i mean it's visually cool and viscerally cool but like that to me is not dick grayson like that is a jason todd type thing that's not a dick grayson move or even like a damien type move but. yeah but um, my my thing with this is everything is a little bit darker than it should be. Um, that's kind of my take on the the whole show. Is it's it, yeah, it's dark for the in, the purpose of being dark. I know. And future spoilers. I don't know if you know this, but there is a later episode titled Jason Todd. Uh, cool. So I'm hoping maybe if Jason makes an appearance, which I assume he will. I don't know why they're just rambling. I doubt it though. That. Probably yeah. won't show up. Uh, that what that does is help lighten dick a bit when he sees how dark jason is and make him more of the traditional because in the comics dick grayson he's probably the most worthy and has carried the mantle of batman but he's never as dark and brooding as batman is or never as serious as damien is or doesn't really go to uh darker turns like jason does so i'm hoping to get more like true dick Grayson character but i mean he was badass in this opening episode he he certainly was that. He also his suit was more like Red Robin suits, Tim Drake's, and his weapon was a bow staff, uh, not the Eskrima sticks that Nightwing normally has. But 
Uh, the bow staff is also a Tim Drake weapon, but I guess visually I thought that was a better choice. Well, he had the sticks to begin with, and it turned into a, yeah. a staff. So one could one could argue, my yeah. friend. One could argue. Uh, we can go ahead and jump to the other main character's episode, which is Starfire. Um, yeah, uh, it's a little difficult to kind of figure out what's exactly going on. Like you can kind of tell what's that what's yeah. happening there, but it's. It's a little confusing. And I could tell, like, if someone wasn't really familiar at all with this universe, that they would have no idea it was Starfire until much later in the episode. Uh, it opens up, one, she doesn't look like Starfire. Uh, she has a, she's wearing, like, a purple, like, vinyl, like, outfit that's very shiny. And she she's has bright orange hair that's curly. sort of dressed like a, I mean, she's got a big, hulking yeah. uh, fur coat on. And she's got super high heels, and she's wearing an extremely tight, extremely short, yeah. like, vinyl dress. She like, looks like she walked off a casting call for The Deuce on HBO. Yes. <laughs> That's an excellent way to put that. Uh, the Deuce is a show about uh, sex workers in New York. In, in, the, se- in, in the, the 70s. 70s. Yeah, and that's about right for this one. Yeah. Uh, but she... We wake up with her waking up from a car crash. No, let us both say no judgment. I yeah. have also worn that same outfit in... Austria. Yeah. Did we say Austria? Because it is Austria. Yeah. And you uh and you pulled it off. I fucking yeah. rocked that shit. Um, but there's a guy next to her who is dead in the car crash and uh she doesn't seem to remember anything at all. Correct. <laughs> she eventually makes her way back through clues back to her hotel room. She learns that she is staying on the penthouse and must have uh been for a while. Because she's personally attended to by one of the employees in the lobby. I don't know, though. I don't know if it's a while, necessarily. If you're in the penthouse, which apparently is an entire floor in this establishment, I feel like your your name is going to be known. And you're also not necessarily just going to stay there for a night or two. She's also not speaking English this entire time, too, we should say. Yeah, German. Uh, I, yeah. Which I'll, I actually like that touch. I mean, I don't know why she was speaking German, uh, particularly why Starfire knows German. But I like that they didn't switch to English after saying like one or two lines in German. Like, yeah, they, they kept up the German for quite some time. They didn't. They didn't. Uh, it was kind of relentless in a good way. Not like like oh my god, they're beating me over the head with the German here. Like it was good. It fit. Yeah, and she gets up to her hotel room and she sees a guy tied and gagged in a closet, uh, and she tries to get information out of him. They scuffle and she uh, punches him and he just flies across the room. Yep. Uh, which, by the way, if you are ever staying in a penthouse suite just know that if you look in the closet there will either be a man or a woman tied up for your um gratification yeah just whatever if you just feel like purging yeah. purging is legal in all penthouse suites yep that's yeah. why they're there uh that's why you're paying the big bucks also we are not lawmakers or we are this is satirical we're not liable for anything you do in a penthouse suite as i'm sure all of our listeners frequently say yeah although let me just say that alex and i have got some Excellent plans for a gr- uh, brand new Las Vegas hotel that we are looking at bringing to your small town. Yes. It's going to be called Las Vegas Hotel. It's basically just going to be exactly like <laughs> a Motel 8. This was a new name. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And less employees. There will be a penthouse suite. That it's is- only open from 2 p.m. to 2.32 p.m. <laughs> get your business done and get out of here. We got places to go. You can only reserve the room. You have to pay it for but you're not allowed to enter the rooms either. No, no. Not without a special adult. You will see us on the next season of Shark Tank. (laughs) Guys, Mr. Mark Cuban, please give me $3 million. Eventually, Starfire makes her way to her big bad, which is 
uh, Constantine Korbovich, I believe, uh, who's also been on Arrow for a couple seasons. Uh, different actor, obviously, different universe. And she essentially flanks him, or the him and his two goons flank her, and she just burns them alive. Yep. Starfire shit murders some motherfuckers. Yep. Her, uh, yeah, that's where her namesake comes out. Yep. Uh, and she I didn't wa- see any stars, though. I just no, saw yeah. fire. She she walks away with a grin on her face, and you just see their corpses are just standing pieces or standing piles of cinder. Now, I'm only familiar with Starfire from uh, a Teen Titans television show kind of thing. Yes. Uh, is this way darker than a, a yes, typical Starfire that you see in way darker than typical Corey uh, than she is. Uh, she's supposed to be like different than a lot of Tamaradians, or at least the ruling class. Uh, so, yes. Uh, Starfire just violently killing people with, with a very confused motive. Uh, while, again, visually appealing and visually appealing is very out of line with the traditional uh, adaptation of character. Yep. And this isn't the the first murder by a main character that we'll see in this episode either. No. Spoiler alert, the other one's not Robin. Yeah, we actually, we kind of skipped a big scene, but Raven eventually makes her way to Detroit, but it's because she comes home from school and she notices the groceries are knocked uh, all over the floor and she calls her mom and her mom comes into the kitchen sitting in front of her. Janet, what are you doing? Why are the groceries on the fucking floor, Janet? <laughs> and uh, we don't know who he is, but essentially a hitman is behind her holding a gun uh, and saying that this is not your mom. Uh, Which I was like, that's a total lie. Janet is. Yeah. But <laughs> Janet, her name actually is not Janet. Janet admitted the truth, but said it didn't matter because she still loved her. Uh, and the hitman shot her in the head and killed her. Quick question. Uh, if somebody told you that your mom was not your mom and then your mom was like, yeah, but I still love you. Uh, what would your reaction be? Like, that'd be a weird thing to tell me at this age right now. <laughs> why are you still, why, why are you just calling me to tell me this? Uh, like a very inappropriate text message. To say. Like, Early thirties. What are you doing? Mom? It's very odd. Anywho. Um, but that's how Raven runs away, gets to Detroit. Uh, she goes to Dick Grayson because in the opening scene she had a vision of Dick Grayson when Dick uh, basically sees his parents getting killed in the circus, the Flying Graysons. Uh, she gets she goes to a shelter. Somebody at the shelter tries to kidnap her. Her demon self warns her. Uh, she runs away, gets and then it gets taken to the what should we call it? The police department. I liked how how she's trying to flag down a cop and then just threw like a brick at the cop car to get her attention. I thought that was very savvy. I thought the cop was like the nicest cop in the world, though. Just get yeah. in. Yeah, just get in. No, yeah. no cuffs, no nothing. Just also, they're just escort you. <laughs> no why questions. Yeah. Like, hey, why you just throw that at my car? Why are you not running away from the doing it? The fuck's up with you? Yeah. 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 No due process, even. Just, you know. Nice cop. You've got but- the right to uh, quietly <laughs> and efficiently get into the back of my cruiser. And maybe we'll talk about this later. That's how know. she meets Dick. She freaks Dick out by saying, by knowing who he is and hinting at his past. Uh, and Dick goes away and another cop escorts her out of the premises. And basically he's working for, uh, we don't know actually. No, we don't know any names yet. Uh, but Raven gets kidnapped and this guy tries to commit a ritual uh, where he's slicing his hands uh, and pouring his blood into a cup. Yeah, and this type of ritual is not typically a positive kind of ritual. Most blood rituals are no. negative in some light. Unless uh, you're into blood magic. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a common misconception. Yeah. So if you thought that that was a positive <laughs> thing when you were watching yeah. this, and she was also tied to a chair, which is yeah. also really not a good thing either. Yeah, for, you you should have known for from grown the men to tie underage girls to chair and cut their hands while talking about demonic things. Yeah, the context clues were there, and if you didn't pick it up, that's really just on you at this point. But Dick tracks her down. The guy closes the door so Dick can't get in there, and then Demon Raven bursts out of the chair and just kills the guy. So it's just another murder from a Titan character, which again something they normally do. Raven, I'm more fine with like murdering just because she is half demon, and so far she doesn't know her her true nature or her true origin. Uh, and so, she's a teen; she's moody. Yeah, like exactly, just, if you're yeah, a teen and you're yeah. moody, you probably who just hasn't kill murdered someone with their demon self when they were a teenager? Yeah, uh, yeah. guilty. Yeah, uh, actually, scratch that. Not guilty for the courts out uh, there. And Dick and Raven uh, go away with Dick trying to figure out. Who she is while Dick driving a very nice car saying, because he, he didn't leave all nice things behind in Gotham. Yeah, uh, which is totally weird. Like, yeah. Gotham's a great city. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he got that from billionaire playboy Bruce Wayne. <gasps> uh, Spoilers. But we actually, and for the final scene, we finally get to see the last Teen Titan in the series. Uh, we see a security guard playing video games in an electronic store. Okay. Okay, yeah. Uh, I have to stop you here. We'll get back to the scene in just one second, but. There's a security guard in a certain big box type of a store. Uh, it would be kind of uh, akin to a place that both Alex and I um, w- uh, worked at, uh, where we met, matter of fact. Macy's um, Perfume Department. <laughs> yes. It's, uh, I don't want to say the name, so I'll just kind of give you a clue. Uh, Premier Purchase would be a, a good It's not name. Fry's Electronics. It was not Fry's. It's not Circuit City. Although I wanted to work at Circuit City when I was a kid, I settled for the, <laughs> well, yeah. the next best thing. Um, anyway, but well, so yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, and my my best friend, by the way, uh, actually worked security at Premier Purchase. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, however, however, I never knew them to have to stay overnight to guard the televisions. Like this security guard had to do. He had to get his gaming time in, too. <laughs> do you think he was there on his own free will? Part of me thinks so. <laughs> but you, he had, Did he have a home to go to? I'm really actually just worried about this man. This guard got more than he could chew <laughs> when a strange noise came from the back room. He approached the back room only to see a lime green tiger staring him back in the face, playing with video games around his mouth. Yeah, which was also kind of a weird thing, but sure, whatever. Yeah. Uh so the tiger roars, security guard backs away, tiger runs away. Fires his weapon. Yeah. And uh, we the tiger transforms, laughing, and it's Beast Boy, holding a couple games, uh, happy with his new loot, and then credits. What did you think of that? Uh, I liked it. I thought it was a good introduction um, to Beast Boy. I mean, Beast Boy is obviously a yeah. much lighter character. Yeah, it's lighter in tone. I hope he stays that way, too. <laughs> At first, I was like, man, why is this guy yeah. so yeah, I don't so need, like, I don't need to be a to start ripping people's arms off and just beating them with their own arms. Yet. Not yeah. yet. Uh, which would be weird for a vegan to do. I feel, I feel like that's anti-vegan. Yeah. Um, so this is the first... It was uh, a very brief scene, though. So we've got to see a little bit of Beast Boy when he's in like his human form, still green. I couldn't really get a sense of like how good the makeup was, though, uh, for that. I couldn't either. It was dark pretty much the whole time. I couldn't even tell how green the tiger was. But I will say uh, they had a wonderful Animorphs moment. <laughs> with Beast Boy turning back into a, a human man. So what would you say was your favorite moment from this episode? Um, it definitely wasn't when 
Robin said, fuck Batman. Yeah, that, that uh, was lame as hell. I was like, that's still uh, super lame. It's still kind of cringy. Yeah. Uh, I liked watching Dick Grayson rub that guy's face <laughs> along that, that glass and then just kick him while, literally kick him while he was down and tell him if he ever touched his kid or daughter again yeah. that he would be back and find him. Liked that. Liked that a lot. My favorite thing was actually before the fight even began when Robin does a superhero landing uh, off the roof onto the car in front of them and they're like, it's Robin. And then every criminal points their guns towards the roof wondering where Batman is because yeah. they're afraid of Batman and not Robin. That was a solid joke. Yeah. And it, it doesn't really land as a joke necessarily, but I, I thought it was funny. Yeah, it was nice because we know how how annoyed Dick is with that. We don't yeah. know why he's mad at Batman either. I love the detail also with the cape on the inside. It was yellow. That was really the mm-hmm. only bright spot of the whole costume. And I thought it was a, a really good nod. Uh, so what are you hoping for out of this series in the future? I hope it stays dark. I hope it stays serious. Um, this is clearly a show that should not necessarily lighten up a whole lot other than when Beast Boy comes to play. But I, I really like uh, all the characters so far. I'm, I'm excited to see how they all meld together. And I'm really curious to see how they're going to react with, hopefully, some of Gotham's villains. Do you want them to add any other like types of the comics? Uh, obviously, they're probably not going to add Cyborg, with Cyborg playing a larger part in the DC Universe. Uh there could always be Aqualad or Tempest, his former counterpart, Kid Flash, uh, or Wally West, I should say, is traditionally a Teen Titan as well, too. But It would be fun to see an extra person join in, um, but more on a temporary role. Like I would like kind of having somebody sort of fill in and rotate a couple of those people yeah, in yeah. and out. And it would, be, it would be really, really smart, I think, of DC to actually throw Cyborg in a couple episodes as, yeah, a, as a kind of be a, nice. like a little arc, like a four or five episode arc. I'd like to see uh, Dick transition to Nightwing eventually. Not like right away, maybe like towards the end of the season or to start season two. By the way, the show's already been renewed for a second season, uh, even before the first episode premiered. Yeah, which is kind of uh, crazy. Yes, yeah, so we'll be getting that. Uh, and DC Universe is releasing this once a week, mm-hmm. so it's going to be stretched out. So are you going to keep watching this? I actually think so. And I usually say that about these television shows, and I kind of don't watch them very much. <laughs> afterwards but i think this is one that i'm actually going to make an effort for i have a lot of shit i gotta watch bro yeah i, I mean i'll keep watching this i uh, need to see what's going to happen on the finale of this uh great british baking show i'm watching hill house on netflix we just finished binging um the good place oh uh, we did finish binging the good place that's true uh there's another netflix show that we just slammed down it was just a first season that just came out i can't remember what uh, Puss in boots out. yep well the i Adventures mean of? <laughs> yes that too god you're so how do you know me so well um what do you uh think is going to like is there who do you think the primary villain is going to be in the season you know that's a good question because we didn't get that at all Mm-mm. uh i doubt we will ever get deathstroke as a villain in titans i don't think it'll ever happen unfortunately well they've uh, already introduced him in the dc films yeah now yeah. how do you think the um there is a bit of dc news to talk about um but I guess we should probably wrap up a little bit before we talk about that DC news. Uh, I will say by the time this episode comes out, it'll be the same day that episode two of Titans has launched. That is correct. Uh, it comes out every Friday. Uh, so, I mean, I recommend watching it. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, what do you give it? Uh, seven and a half. Solid. Um, not the best thing. It has a few issues. Uh, a few little goofy moments that aren't intentionally goofy. Uh, but I, but I, for the most part, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'll give it a seven. A lot better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I 
it could take a real strong nosedive or, or, or continue to only grow from here. The good news is it started on a strong foot, which yeah, is yeah, better than a, a lot of things that we've seen. I thought it was a good launch show for the DC Universe streaming service. Um, so in DC news, um, essentially, and it hasn't totally all been confirmed, but Superman's out, Henry Cavill's out, uh, Affleck is likely out. Um, thoughts? Dumb. Dumb? Yeah, dumb. For both or for For both. One? Yeah. The, the casting's never the problem. Uh, it's the writing. It's the writing, some of the directing choices, I think, studio over-meddling, probably. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, it looks like things are going in the right direction for DC on that front. We've got uh, Mr. James Gunn set to potentially write and direct the new Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. So we can hope for that. Uh, Guardians was three was pushed back to 2021 uh, to mirror James Gunn's uh, potential hiring decision. So that's interesting, too. Yeah, I thought that was... Very, uh, very smart of Marvel. Yeah. Um, nobody's clamoring for a Guardians three right no. now. DC of, just needs their own Kevin choice. Feige. Basically, that's what they need. They do. Uh, and you and I have repeatedly shot them down and said, "That's not us. We're not. Uh, we don't want that job." I will say real quick to regard to the DC Universe app. They've got a good selection of TV shows on there. Great selection of like older cartoon shows too. Good selection of movies. Terrible selection of comics, though. Don't get it for the comics if that's yeah. what you're interested. It, if, it, it's not even it's not even comparable to Marvel Unlimited in, in the faintest sense. Yeah, if you if you want a Marvel Unlimited, you you better keep dreaming. You would have a better selection of comics robbing random houses on your street and seeing if they had anything. <laughs> <laughs> yep, comicsology, my friends. Uh, pay a little bit extra, go get those sweet sweet comics. There's a few classics on here. That's really really it. I mean, when I when we talked about the launch of the DC universe. That's what I was saying is, I mean, do you feel the exact same way? I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree hundred percent there. Do very, you think that I was uh, possibly hyping it up even too much? <laughs> yeah, I think that? you were too. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's great to read the first issue in so many storylines. I love having <laughs> chapter one and nothing else. <laughs> uh, but anyway, chapter uh, one of 63. Here next, you go. Next we're going to be talking about the October number ones and that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Uh, as always, you can email us at hintrendofcomic at gmail.com. Uh, you can try and look at our Facebook and see it. We dare you to see if we've updated it. Uh, check us out on Instagram. Uh, we just got, by the way, Alex, we got the most likes we've ever got on anything yesterday. Hoorah. Hoorah. Um, we're both Marines. We, <laughs> we didn't tell you that until episode 58 or 9 or whatever this is. I mean, by Marines, I mean, we, we've played Call of Duty in the past. <laughs> we we looked at the Call of Duty on the shelf once. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter. Uh, please like and subscribe to our podcast. It doesn't mean anything to me, but it means a lot to Alex. It warms my heart. <laughs> For the Hinchman of Comics, I'm Alex Ashback. And this is your boy, Dick. Hinchman and Easy.